Well, welcome to the Cut for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay, and I have a special guest with me today. It's Pastor Amber Laffey from the Alexandria Hello. United Methodist Church here in, in uh, South Dakota. Um, Eric is off for a work trip this week, and so I had Pastor Amber join me uh, for a very specific reason, which is that we are both doing the same Lenten series. So we didn't kind of, we didn't like plan on that happening, but it has certainly worked out um, to be able to kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, but with this being um, the first episode of the podcast after the start of the season of Lent, I wanted to have Pastor Amber on uh, just to talk about just kind of some of the rationale behind this sermon series and just how the first week went. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. Good morning, Pastor Amber. Good morning. How are it's you so today? It's so nice to see you. Good. The sun is shining and it's going to be a beautiful South Dakota day. So I'm very excited about this. There we go. Very cool. Well, um, for uh, longtime listeners uh, of the podcast, we usually do a little bit of an inter- introduction. So we'd love to hear more about, you know, just I know you I mentioned that you served in Alexandria, um, but just would love to hear more about you. So uh, tell our listeners and viewers uh, about yourself, Amber. Um. I'm Amber, so happy to be here, and I am a pastor in Alexandria, like you said, but I am a commissioned deacon, Mm -hmm. which means I'm really passionate about being a bridge between the church and the world and connecting the two in new ways, and um, I'm just, I'm very excited and passionate about that, Um, and I have four kids ranging from age 16 to 6, so I have a sophomore and a kindergartner and uh eighth grader and a fourth grader so life is crazy that way and then i have a husband um who sells agriculture equipment that is um constantly on the road um Mm -hmm. just always uh traveling and and seeing the farmers so life is busy and good so yeah, yeah it's just a lot of fun yeah definitely Definitely. So uh, part of Amber and I's relationship is that she is my camp, one of my camp co-conspirators. Um, uh, she yes. was up at Minecraft camp with me last summer um, and is planning on being there again this summer, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, her son is one of has been one of my campers in a couple of different contexts. And her daughter, her oldest yes. daughter, serves on our conference council of youth ministries. Um, and I happen to be one of the yes. adults on CCYM as well. So uh, we kind of go way back in, in a lot of crazy ways so yes i was gonna say i'm very passionate about camping ministries and actually um i got asked to be on the camping um nice committee council i don't know so yep. i'm super excited to That's serve great. in that capacity as well so yeah yeah yep i had my stint on the crc a few years ago and i'm just glad to know oh that yeah uh great people on the camping retreat ministries council so very yes. cool. Very, Very cool. excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, this is the season of Lent. Um, you know, we are we've yes. where we are fully embarked. We had Ash Wednesday on Valentine's Day. Were you guys able? I know there were some weather related things in certain parts of the state. Were you guys able to do Ash Wednesday on Wednesday? Yes, we nice. sure were. Yes. It was um we left I live about 30 miles away from my church in Parkston. Mm-hmm. Um and we left a little bit earlier, so we got there kind of before it got a little crazy. So we did still have service, oh, you know, obviously a few less because of the weather. And I don't blame them for not wanting to leave their homes. Yeah, but sure. yeah, I, I promoted it like what a romantic 
time to come and be reminded of our mortality and <laughs> have ashes on your head. <laughs> what could be ro more romantic? Um, Clearly, right? Like, who wouldn't want yeah. to do that on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that it, I said it, it will be quick, so you still have time to go on a date. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was good. So, how about you? Did you get to do it? Yeah, we did. We actually Canton skipped all of that weather. Um, we had a beautiful day, and then it kind of got weird afterwards. Uh, we got a little bit of a nuisance snow, but that was really about it. So we had a pretty decent sized service. Um, we uh, started out. We had our, our our normal Wednesday night has Chi Alpha, so we have a meal mm -hmm. at six at five thirty, and then um, the kids came upstairs and sang for a while, and they actually started the worship service with a song from our kids, which was Aww. awesome. They did a great job. Um, yes, we love have that. a wonderful adult that works with them. Our pre-K through first grade went downstairs for a lesson. Um, and then second and third and fourth and fifth and middle school and high school stayed upstairs for the, for the service. And so that was kind of a nice, mm -hmm. um, you know, way to, um, for them to understand what's going on, um, but still have some space to talk about, you know, and oh, yes. we, we did that earlier before the service started. We're like, this is what we're doing today. And it's going to be very different, but it's, you know, there, here's the reason, the rationale behind it, uh, kind of doing a little teaching on what Ash Wednesday is all about and why we do it. Um, so yeah, we mm -hmm. had a great, uh, had a great service, um, started this, uh, you know, the sermon series on, on the Lent with the Psalms. So uh, we're doing, we're doing, working through the book pause by, um, Elizabeth Caldwell. Um, so I started that yes. with that, with uh, Psalm 51. Um, and then, uh, mm -hmm. we transitioned to Sunday, which was Psalm 25. Um, so, uh, Amber, I'd just love to hear some thoughts around why, why did you pick this series, uh, for the season of Lent for the Alexandria United Methodist Church? Uh, well, I always love to go on Cokesbury before the Cokesbury is our, um, what do you, what would you call it? It's our uh, pr printing. Yeah, our, our denomination publishing house. Yep. Publishing house. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yep. Yeah. And I like to see like what, what's coming out, what's new. Um, and I saw this now. Um, I love um, the Psalms for a few reasons. I feel like they're so human and i love how they express the wide range of human emotions now i love to talk about feelings i feel things deeply um i feel other people's things deeply and so i just wanted to give my congregation this opportunity to see um the humanness in in scripture and to experience this like um you know the worship like exalting God, the like, God help me. And the God, I'm kind of mad at you right now. Um, my life is terrible. And I kind of want them to see kind of the depths of the emotions and the things we can bring to God. And um, mm -hmm. also I'm, I guess I was going to say, I identify like as a creative person. And so I love um just the kind of imagery and the creativeness in the Psalms too, to explore and, and dig into the, these songs or poems or, you know, um, and then finding the kind of creative things to go with it, uh, to experience and worship. And then also um, to give my congregation to experience throughout the week um, with yeah. images and songs yep. and, and all of that. So that's kind of, um, my rationale and what I what I really like about uh, this this sermon series. 
Yeah, I feel um, really similar. Um, you know, just the, mm-hmm. I, I also really, really, really like the Psalms. Um, just the like, like you said, the 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 broad expression of language. Like, there's so many yeah. times where we get stuck in our prayer life of, you know, well, I can't say that to God. Yes. You, yeah, you can. You can because yes. people have, and God's <laughs> big enough to handle it. Like God is Absolutely. able to deal with a pissed off human. Like that's just all there is to it. Um, you know, yes. God gave us these emotions and gave us, you know, the free range to express them in helpful ways. Um, you know, bef- before God, mm-hmm. um, there's there's nothing that we can say that's out of bounds that that God can't handle. And yeah, so I I, I do like that this gives us language um, for that. Yes. Yeah, and one of the things that drew me um, specifically to the this series, especially for right now at the Canton Church, um, is we're kind of doing a really big swing through prayer before we get to the resurrection. Uh, so we just got done mm-hmm. doing the Lord's Prayer Sermon series, and then this this yes. lended itself naturally to kind of an extension. So we did Lord's Prayer as, as long uh, along with the Dynamite Prayer Study from uh, Sue Nilsson Kibbe and Roz Picardo. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then we are, we're transitioning right into this, which is very focused on how do we express ourselves before God? How do we deepen this relationship that we have with God? Um, and then every yeah. chapter, every week of Lent, um, uh, Elizabeth Caldwell gives us a spiritual practice to like engage with throughout the yes. week. Uh, which I yes. found was really, really important um, to to mm-hmm. to give give tools and you know you're asking people to commit to it for a week. You're not like, hey, we're gonna do you know 60 days of labyrinth prayer. You know, we're gonna do labyrinth <laughs> prayer for a week, and you might find <laughs> yes, that labyrinth yes. prayer isn't what your, makes your heart sing because that's that's my story. Like I I appreciate the rationale behind prayer labyrinths, but they're just not for clay, and we just know that to be true now. <laughs> um, you know, but like next week it's writing a psalm and like learning how to express yourself before God in, in a written or a, or a spoken yes. form. Um, but like every single week, there is this real practical, like, here's how I can hold on to this. Here's what David's words in the Psalms now allow me to do as a result of that, um, mm-hmm. to deepen my own faith and my own relationship with God as we prepare our hearts to experience the full power of the resurrection. So I'm really looking forward Absolutely. to how this sermon series is going to unfold. It's been great thus far. So yeah. Yeah. I should also say I'm training spiritual direction. So yeah, uh, I do love anything that includes spiritual disciplines. I do think sometimes my congregation is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. (laughs) (laughs) We know about spiritual disciplines. So I'm kind of trying to, to say it without saying like, Here's mm-hmm. a spiritual practice. And we have actually talked about labyrinth before sure. prayer labyrinth. Um, and I do love a prayer labyrinth. Um, but yeah, I, I love the, well, the imagery of it. And then that sometimes we're in the center, that mm-hmm. God's the center. Sometimes we feel like we're on the outside of the path. Like we are far away from God right. and we weave in and out and we're never off the path. Mm-hmm. And we are always connected to God in the center, whether we feel like we're out or we're, you know, we're weaving in, in close by. And I love how you're not like going in like this, but it's, it's uh, in close and then you're out again. And Mm -hmm. I just feel, yeah, the imagery and the, the kind of like, it's okay. Um, We don't always, we're not always super excited about our faith and always, feeling close to God, that doesn't mean that 
we're not still on the path or that we're still not connected to God. And right. so I do love, I love that, um, that tool that we have. I do understand and appreciate like the, the ins mm-hmm. and the outs and the weaving closer and the weaving further away, but still being connected and, you know, definitely feeling that and experiencing that in my own life as well. So yeah, walking one in real life, especially with a group of people does get a little awkward. Yes. So I will. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's an awkwardness to it. So Mm-hmm. Let me see. Oh, I was at an event that I got this beautiful um, oh, clay one, uh-huh. which is really nice. You know, which fits in the palm of my hand. Or yep. just, did you give your congregation uh, a paper copy of it? I did. Or, yep. Yeah. Yep. Those are, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yep. So yep. those are, I would say I probably, if I could be on a path outside by myself, that would probably be great. But Mm. Um, when you're with a group of people, it does get so weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just preface that if you yeah, definitely. ever do it in person, definitely. um, it's a little different. If you're with a group of people that you know, well, it can still be super awkward. I did higher ground two years ago. And like mm-hmm. part of that was going to the prayer labyrinth at Terra Sancta, which was mm-hmm. gorgeous and wonderful. And I actually really did have a pretty positive experience um, doing that. But it was still just like, these are people that, I mean, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? She's moving faster than I am. Yes. Um, you know, am I going to be in her way? Like, my, I really had a really hard time of clearing my mind enough to really fully engage. So so the Sermon Sunday was Psalm 25, uh, was this prayer of David. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, what, uh, what direction did you take the sermon on Sunday, Amber? Okay, so there's so many things. <laughs> I always feel like I want to say this and I want to say this. I had a hard time kind of like, what is the one thing I'm going to focus on, right? Because mm. we don't need, I, you know, we don't need 20 things. Um, so I guess what I, I thought about, um, I started out talking about my husband and I being going on this hike in the North Shore. And actually, these are pictures from it, the oh, North cool. Shore of Minnesota that, uh-huh. um, we thought it was going to be this easy little hike. It was three and a half miles, it said, but actually it wasn't a loop. And apparently you were supposed to turn around. Um, (laughs) And I don't have the picture on the wall, but um, apparently um, in the North Shore of Minnesota, you don't walk dirt paths. They put wood and wooden steps. And so um, we're going up and down stairs, like wooden stairs up and down and they're slimy and wet. And, um, it was just not what we expected at all. And I, I use that imagery and thinking of, we were about to give up so many times because we're like, this is just awful. The thousands and thousands of steps that we walked, we were ready to give up, but it was like, okay, actually this is a lot of what life looks like. It's like, mm-hmm. we're on these ups and downs. Um, there's way more steps to get to the destination than we've ever thought. And so um, I really talked about the path of life. Um, and the psalmist cries like, guide my paths, um, bring me to this, this place with you. And um, I just thought, so I wanted, I wanted to of course give the assurance of like this is how life is it's not a smooth (laughs) path um that's just a nice little loop um 
it's it's ups and downs. And then the other thing that I feel so passionate about um, in my ministry, um, whether I'm talking to you, Clay, um, someone I meet at the grocery store, or my congregants, is um, ex- expressing that there is not like God doesn't have this one specific thing in mind that He's holding in in heaven or wherever you picture God. <laughs> This plan for your life that is, um, there's one thing that you're going to do and God has it and, he, and he's just waiting for you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I've spent so many hours and times of my life being uncertain, being scared that I wasn't doing the right thing, trying to figure out what that thing was. Um, I feel like God calls us to, to many things throughout our life. And, sure. um, and also that, um, God just wants to be a part of the journey. Um, mm. No matter what classes we take, no matter what our job is, um, you know, what we do and what we don't do, like just let God be a part of that and guide our steps in that. Um, because God's not trying to trick us. God's not, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and then um, lastly, I will say, I always like to mention that what God does require us um, in Micah 6, like I always mm-hmm. like to bring it back to that, um, mm-hmm. to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. And so I guess I kind of challenge my congregation to say, is what you're doing just? Is what you're doing merciful? Sure. Are you doing it humbly? Um, like this is what matters to God. Um and this is what we're called to. And so um, I guess those are kind of the highlights of the things that I was really passionate <laughs> about nice. sharing. Yeah. And I also did one last thing I shared was um, I showed a picture of this hiker that was just like f- overloaded with, mm. with things. And I said, friends, I know a lot of us come uh, in our walk with God with these heavyweights, whether it's past experiences Um, thinking we've got it all figured out and we're loaded down and we are ready for whatever life comes at us. But um, Jesus wants wants to take that burden for us. Mm. Um, His, uh, you know, he says, come with me, walk with me, do it how I do it. Learn the unrushed rhythms of grace. Is that right? From, from the message translation. I love that. Um, When he says, take my yoke upon me. Um, so those are kind of all the things that I tried to work together and I hope <laughs> it's love nice. for my congregation, but yeah. it's just like the God is with us on this journey. And uh, we, we spend so much time worrying about the very little details and um, whether we've got it right or not. So mm. I think that's kind of what I wanted them to hear. And then to just this week, spend time, um, you know, acknowledging God in, in the decisions. That's awesome. I really appreciate uh, the directions that you took that. That's great. Definitely. Yeah. I focused on like, just, you know, David in this time of being lost and like 
the Bible doesn't specify which particular time, which I think is so interesting. Like I was, cause like a lot of the time when I preach the Psalms, I want to go back and dig into the Hebrew Bible. Like where did this Psalm come from? What's going on in this instance? And a lot of times there Mm -hmm. are those really clear one-to-one correlations, but this isn't one of those Psalms. This is just Mm -hmm. David in the midst of one of the seasons of being lost, of not Mm -hmm. knowing if he's on God's path or not. And like, how often do we feel that way? You know, there are times where we think like we're on the right path and all of a sudden, oops, no, we're not. Or we're on the right path and there's a detour or there's something that throws us off the path. We get distracted because that happens. Um, And so I opened up with a story like at the very start of worship, um, even before the sermon, I I started by telling a story about being lost in Sioux Falls. Um, I had printed off directions on MapQuest because it was in 2007 <laughs> when this happened. Yes. And I had tur- yes. I took a wrong turn off the interstate. I got myself into a neighborhood where there was only one way in and one way out because that happens in Sioux Falls all of the time. And mm-hmm. I drove past this one individual's house who was out mowing his lawn. I drove past his house five times. And he recognized my vehicle by the fourth time um, (laughs) before I finally called a friend and said, hey, I have no idea where I am, but I'm in Sioux Falls. You grew up here, so you can help me, right? And she had no idea where I was either because she is from the very, very north side of Sioux Falls. And I was kind of in the middle. I was kind of by Tut Hill um, by off of like 49th Cliff, Um, you know, and so just we feel that way that we're on the right path or we don't know what path to go on. And yet David is saying to God, you know, teach me your way is knowable, but it's not automatically just plain before us. We have to do the hard work of finding our way onto the path of God. Um, and then just staying connected to God as best we can in the midst of that so that we are, you know, so that we're walking in the right way. But it does take God teaching us. It does take God leading us. It does take that moment of saying, mm-hmm. I I just can't do this by myself. I need yes. help, you mm-hmm. know, from God. And then because of the, of the beauty of the, of the beauty of the body of Christ, I need help from other people that know the way too. You know, and so we get to be those people that seek help and we get to be those people that also then provide help when we can. So Mm -hmm. I told my congregation that don't forget, sometimes we are the answer to prayer Mm because I I mentioned that, too, that we need God and we need the body of Christ. We need our, our fellow people to walk with us. And I said, don't forget, we are sometimes the answer to prayer Mm -hmm. in you know, sometimes it's not, and sometimes we might hear God's audible voice telling us what to do, but sometimes we'll be in situations or we'll be with people or we'll be reading scripture and something will come up for us. Um, and sometimes you might be that person. And so it's also important for us to be in prayer and to be on, on the path so that God can guide our words when we are um, helping someone else. So I think that's a huge a huge part of it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Yep. Always remind, do you remember uh, Mike flowers from uh, spirit Lake? He was our director at spirit Lake for a long time. Uh, He would post to his Facebook almost every day when he was directing spirit Lake. His prayer was God put me in the path of someone that needs to experience you today. You know, and I just, Mm. I think that that's such a, you know, such a beautiful way of expressing that, that, that heart acknowledging that we are sometimes the answer to someone's prayer. Yeah. And that God mm-hmm. does indeed work in and through and in spite of us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. If I'm being honest, there's a lot of inspired. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's good. That's good. Cool. So next week is on uh, seeking God's face, or the the kind of the general yes. the, the general title of the of the chapter in Elizabeth's book is just faces. Um, yeah. So you have any thoughts on where you're heading? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I messaged you two days ago, and I'm like, Clay, what are you doing? It just feels like <laughs> this is so hard. Like, yeah, we get into theology lesson about God's face, like. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's so much. Um, this one felt a little bit harder, but um, the author of the book and then a few other commentaries mentioned kind of the rhythm of this psalm. Of it starts out with praise and moves into um, different things and uncertainty, kind of like I was talking about before. But mm-hmm. um, I think I'm really going to focus on. I'm going to talk about the rhythm of it and kind of try to make worship feel a little bit like that rhythm. Sure. Um, but I think I'm really going to focus on like, what does it mean to seek God's face? What does it mean to seek God? What does that look like? Um, in, in us, for us, um, whether you're a farmer, whether you are a teacher, whether you're a nurse, you know, you're a grandma at home with kiddos, like, what is it, what does it look like to seek God's face? And so, um, my congregation, I always try to give very practical um day-to-day things yeah definitely Um, we're not a real heady (laughs) congregation if that makes sense so i uh, i always think and then i always think like is anybody if if this is the first time to church so like this last week i spent a lot of time a little bit more time than i would have liked explaining what lent is but Sure. I feel like it's necessary. Oh, absolutely. To, it's such a handy, so, like, even if even lifelong Christians need the reminder every now and then of why we do what we do. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like, okay, remember, this is what we're doing. So um, that's, that's what I think we're doing this Sunday. So I'm way overthinking all of the songs like, at, like normal. <laughs> Yeah, that is the hard part of preaching the Psalms is so many of them have been put to music. Yeah, I hear you. Yes. But I did think, like, as I was saying before, like, I I can give my congregation throughout the week. I'm trying to do is post on Facebook. Like yesterday, I posted the image resource that um, the author had. And then today, I think I'm going to post the song. Mm. Um, and then I figure there's gotta be a painting or something. I'll post another day and then, you know, just kind of let's experience this in different ways. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. So, um, much like you, um, I am focused on faces, uh, the, the, just that idea of what does it mean to seek God's face? And like, one of the things I find interesting in the Bible is that like, no one ever gets to see the face of God. Um, yes, you know, yes. like as, as God is interacting with humanity in so many different places, like I think of, especially of Elijah having his little temper tantrum in the wilderness of just being like, this sucks and I want to yes. die. And God's like, Hey, cool. <laughs> Here's some food and take a nap. And by the way, I'm going to pass by. You can't see my face because you know, you'll die and stuff, but 
you know, what does it mean for us to earnestly seek after God? Um, and so I liked how mm -hmm. um, in the chapter, um, Elizabeth Caldwell started off by talking about the pandemic and just how hard it was to not see faces yeah. for so long or not see faces without masks for so long. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. so since I moved to this appointment during the heart of that pandemic, I moved in 2020 mm -hmm. and like, you know, I didn't see a lot of faces for a long time, you know, and it was hard to mm. connect with people in a, in a lot of ways. And just, you know, as we, as we think back on that time, as we reflect back and, you know, feel some of that pain of the things we missed out on during that time, you know, mm -hmm. what does it mean for us now that a lot of that has passed, you know, how do we now seek each other? How do we seek God? Um, you know, and just how does that, you know, how do we, how do we continue to build that firm connection, um, between our desire to seek God's face, um, mm -hmm. with our, with every part of our lives. So, um, the time that those Psalms were written, they, they knew, uh, God's people knew that if God's face was turned towards them, they were, um, ble being blessed. Mm -hmm. And if he was, if he said, my face is turned against you, uh oh, right <laughs> watch out yeah and so how important it was uh for the psalmist if it was david oh, that's a whole nother right yeah yep <laughs> yeah let you do it like we just credit him to david which is fine we don't need right. to get into that but like that he was like oh show me your face turn your face towards me um i need this blessing and i need your blessing right now and so um also like, okay, that was before God um, gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so mm -hmm. now I feel like it's more our job. <clears throat> sure. instead of, you know, God is present in everything. We have to be awake and aware mm -hmm. um, that God is present. And how are we going to seek that? How are we going to, you know, turn ourselves towards God's face? Right. Um and so maybe that's all completely wrong, but I, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's up to us too. Like we can plead mm -hmm. with God, but like, what are we doing um, right. to turn ourselves towards God and to yeah, seek God um, instead of crying out, like, God, come, come be with us. Well, mm -hmm. like, what are we going to do that God, God's present with us? Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. Um, you can join us here at the Canton United Methodist Church at 10 o'clock in person or live on Facebook Live. And then we do post the service to YouTube uh, afterwards. And so we'd just love to have you engaged in worship this week. Um, Amber, want to tell people where we can find uh, more about either the Alexandria, Alexandria Church or um, can you give us a little bit of a plug? Um, Amber also has a podcast um, called A Cup of Joy. And I would love to hear more about that for just a quick second. Yeah, yeah. Our Alexandria um, Church does have a Facebook page. There's so many Alexandrias in mm. the United States. Yep. And so when you are looking for it, find Alexandria, South Dakota. And I can't remember if it's in our name or not. That's what gave sure. me pause there. But yep. um, hopefully you'll find the correct one, <laughs> which I can give to you. But yes, um, I have a Facebook show called The Cup of Joy with Amber, which I actually started at the congregation I was at Mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic as well, because I asked them, what do you need or whatever? And they said, we need you to give us hope. And because I couldn't spend face-to-face -face time, like you were saying, yeah. um, 
I was like, what can I do to lighten up this heavy time where, you know, we lost six members in a very short amount of time um, during that really icky height of the pandemic in South Dakota. And um, gosh, everything felt heavy. So um, I started, you know, just being as ridiculous as I could talking about Easter candy, (laughs) Valentine's Day. Um, sometimes serious things too, but sure. um, that's how yeah. it kind of started. So it is not a serious uh, le- time for learning. Um, it is just for fun. And now my friend Tia um, it has joined me and, and we're both busy moms of four. So we don't yeah. make as much videos as we would like, but one is coming soon. So um, fun. yeah, if you're looking for laughter and not seriousness and a little bit of hope. <laughs> I dig it. We're your gals. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, well, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Cut for Time podcast. Uh, glad to have Pastor Amber with us. Thanks for joining me for this conversation and just uh, praying blessings over the rest of your Lenten season. Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.